Yes, it's Monday, so you all know what that means. I'm going to do a Cockney accent. That's not what it means at all, but I really feel like doing one today. I woke up with that song in my head, All right, Fred, as your bloody father, would you like a spanner on the house? Or whatever it is. I don't know the lyrics, quite obviously. But I feel like being Cockney today. I don't know how you be a Cockney. Jelly deals, anyone? Um, So yeah, that's how I'm feeling this Monday morning. I hope you're doing all fantastically well. We are, of course, going to talk about ghosts, because that's the name of the show. We're going to do a paranormal review, thank our Patreons, have your true listener ghost stories, and of course, go down to that dingy corner where Becca resides as well. But before all that, get on this. We've had an email from none other than Anony Mouse. And this is a bit different than our usual Anony Mouse's emails. They write, hi, Kevin. Hi. I pulled some tarot cards to see what's going on in your home and you have nothing to worry about. That's reassuring, isn't it? That sounds sarcastic. It is, actually. I mean, it is reassuring, not sarcastic. The first line is what I asked. What's going on in Kevin Eustace's residence? And the second line is a clarification on the oddities you have been experiencing. Are you ready? Write in on a Monday morning with a tarot reading. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, governor? I'm going to drop the Cockney thing immediately. Post haste. Anyway, they write. The King of Pentacles and the Sun is the general feeling of your space. That of flourishing of fortunes and joy. The High Priestess is Becca. The King of Wands is you, me, I, the King of the Wand. I've always said I'm a warlock, didn't I? Didn't I? Anyway. King of Wands is you. You are doing fine in this space together. Lords of your own individual domains. There you go. And in brackets, I take it to mean your respective perspectives, hobbies, work, etc. You're not clashing and in fact actually living harmoniously and achieving together. That is a lovely thing to read. Thank you very much, Anonymous. The second line is a bit obscure. Here we go. They mean the second line of cards they've pulled from the deck by the way. You've attracted, this is the, get onto this, you've attracted the attention of something that's not offensive, it's curious, but respects or at least isn't bothered by what you're doing. Sounds like the neighbour's cat, in all honesty. It's already there, whether a spirit attached to the home or the land. It's old, not a ghost, just doing its own thing. The latter two cards speak of positivity, and you might even benefit from it possibly professionally or personally. But don't exploit it. Yes, don't. I wouldn't anyway. I wouldn't know how. Like, trap it in a box and take it to a fair. Fiver to see this. I don't know what it is, but it's old. Um, I did this reading because lately your wheat... Get onto this. This is very strange, actually. And, interestingly, a few people have got in touch to say similar things. Genuinely, they have. But listen to this. I did this reading because lately your We Need to Talk About Ghost podcast has been acting rather oddly. It will pause and start at random points throughout the episode. I've not had this done with any other podcast I'm listening to, nor does it happen with the dark paranormal. It could be the live nature rather than the scripted, though again, it only happens with Wintag. I'm not a professional tarot reader. I'm a magician who uses tarot as a divination tool. So the way I read cards may be different from the typical YouTube, TikTok, Instagram way. Take it all with a giant grain of salt, however, and keep doing your thing. All my best to you, Anonymous. Isn't that good? 
tell you what, I love receiving emails like that. Um, mainly because they say I'm a warlock or a king of the wand. I know that's not what it means. You know what I mean? But yeah, when I got that, I was like, oh my God, there is something in the house. It's not the neighbor's cat. But you know, that kind of makes sense in a way. Because, hey, did you hear how pretentious? That kind of makes sense in a way. Anyway. It does kind of make sense in a way because I feel like it's like that. Like it's some sort of, uh, not a sentient thing, you know, just more like an energy is what I feel like. Be literally before I pressed record to do this intro bit now, there was a tap on the um, bedroom door or the office door, if you want to be a plab about it. And I literally shouted, Becca, have you just tapped on the door? And she went, no, but I was walking around. I was like, I don't know why she says things like that. That's it. It's like if I if I got a snowball in the face and I shouted, have you just threw a snowball? No, but I am making pancakes. That not relative woman. Anyway. So yeah, thank you so much, Anonymous, for your tarot reading. And if anyone else wants to try and divine on our behalf, then please go right ahead. Knock yourself out. Not literally, but you know, do some magic on our behalf. Anyway, before we move on with the show, we need to say a big thank you to our wonderful new Patreons. Now, when you sign up to Patreon, you get eight extra shows each month. Eight. That's two a week. Wow. Now, it is a lot of content and there's a lot of stuff to binge. There's about 200 plus hours worth of stuff to binge. A lot of it is me rambling. So you kind of have to like the way I ramble to enjoy it but a lot of it is paranormal based too so we tend to do a ramble on a wednesday and a paranormal show on a sunday yes we do and if you like that sort of thing and you like the show why not go and treat yourself head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts and of course when you do so i sing your name out as a thank you and this week we have three wonderful new patreons to say thank you to we have katie anderton william torres and a very interesting name, Clangbang81. I do hope that doesn't mean anything rude. But either way, the guitar is well and truly out. And we're going to go a little bit... Oh, let me find the chord. A little bit rock and roll. Yes, we are. Let's go. William Torres, Clangbang81. William Torres, Clangbang81. Of course we can't forget Katie Anderton You have all signed up to Patreon I wanna thank you for keeping the show lights on And if you'd like to join just go to Patreon Forward slash we need to talk about ghosts Ended it on a 7th I've got a secret to divulge here. I just put the guitar down. There we go. Now, the secret is, well, it's not a secret, it's a confession. That's the fourth time I've done that song. Not because I got it wrong in terms of music or tone or anything like that, but lyrics. Because William Torres, God bless you, my child. I have called you William Morris in the last three versions of that song. And God forgive me, it took me re-listening to realise that I'd done it on the third time. So, William Torres, I apologise. I've done it right. And I think now we can all rest easy in our beds. Okay? Just before we go into the next bit, here's a little interesting fact about the state of the NHS. Because that's why you joined. That's why you listen. I've basically got a pain in the back of my mouth, right? I think it's jaw. I think it's muscle-related, really. But get on this. I call my NHS dentist and I say, Can I have an appointment, please? They say, Yeah, sure. How's February 2023? genuinely 
that's our next appointment. I went, wow. They went, I mean, of course, we do also run a private clinic with the same doctors. I said, right, when's the next appointment for that? They went, how's half 12 today? I was like, right. So you're telling me that particular dentist who would do the same thing in February is free now, but you're just not doing it on the NHS. And they were like, yeah, kind of. So yeah, country's gone to shit. Anyway, sorry for the language. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Just in case there's anyone listening who can do something about that. You know, I don't know, maybe the prime minister, Mrs. Truss or whatever her name is. If you want to just fucking sort that out, that'd be nice. Anyway, that rant over. Shall we have a little paranormal review where I review the paranormal so you don't have to? Yes, we shall. Yes, it's time for a paranormal review where I review the paranormal and you know the rest. And this week we're going to do an audiobook, but before we do so, I've just remembered I need to say a get well soon to one of our lovely listeners, Carol, who's broke her heel. How the hell you break a heel? I have no idea. Maybe she Savati kicked someone in the chin like Shawn Michaels from the wrestling and um, it went badly. I don't know, but either way, get well soon, Carol. Anyway. Moving on, today's audiobook that we're going to review, I've just started listening to, I'm about two hours in, and it's great. It's called Demonic Foes, and um, it's by a guy called Richard Gallagher, MD, which is kind of like Doogie Howser. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like Doogie Howser, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, so Demonic Foes, and it says, My 25 years as a psychiatrist investigating possessions, diabolical attacks, and the paranormal. And to give you a little brief from the summary, it says, The world's leading psychiatric authority on demonic possession delves into the hidden world of exorcisms and his own transformation from cynic to believer over the course of his 25-year career. And it is it is basically that, and it's really well written, and I've been listening to it going to bed. And let me tell you something now, I've been having nightmares. Because stupidly, there's a thing on Audible where what you can do is you can like... Uh, this is an, uh, is not an ad for Audible. I'm just saying it's a, a fact. You can like put like a 60-minute timer on so that just as you're dropping off, it stops. I always forget to do that. So at like three in the morning when it's going, and then the woman ran backwards up the wall and vomited 666 in a pattern on my face. I'm like, oh God, I'm the only one awake in the house. And uh, yeah, it's pretty scary. But yeah, here's, here's an example. Here's some of the examples of what you can expect in this book. It says... In this eerie and enthralling book, Gallagher chronicles his most famous cases for the first time, including, are you ready? A professional who claimed her spiritualist mother had assigned her a spirit who turned on her. That's good. A petite woman, 90 pounds soaking wet, interesting description, who threw a 200 pound Lutheran deacon across the room to the horror of onlookers in a church. And Julia the so-called satanic queen and self-described witch who exhibited the most harrowing case and a once-in-a-century possession. And I'm pretty sure I covered Julia in one of the episodes of The Dark Paranormal. Yes, I am. Going beyond horror movies and novels, Demonic Foes takes you deep into the hidden world, sharing in full details these true-life tales of demonic possession. Now, as I say... I'm about a quarter of the way through this audiobook, and it's effing boss. So right now, I mean, don't get, I, I always get a bit concerned when I give a review when I'm only halfway through something, like I did with um, Devil in Ohio, and then it fell off the cliff. So hopefully this won't do that. 
Or hopefully, like in chapter five, he won't go, why I love the Nazi party or something like that. But thus far, it's a big two thumbs up to the sky for demonic foes. Yes, it's time for my favourite part of the week where I get to read new stories of the paranormal that I've never heard before from you wonderful listeners. Genuinely, it is one of my favourite parts of the week. I'm not shitting you, people. It's the truth. Anyway, we have an email in today from Sarah and she writes... Let me just check. I'm allowed to say a name. Yes, Sarah. And she writes, the title of this email is called New to the Podcast, but love it. And I have some stories, which, you know, that's perfect. It's what we want. Hi, Kevin. Hi. I happened across the Dark Paranormal podcast whilst at work trying to find something new to listen to, and I love it. I binged it all the I binged all the episodes on Spotify in about a month. In brackets, I work eight hours a day, five days a week, lol. God bless you. And now since I'm caught up, I started to listen to We Need to Talk About Ghosts. I like that as well. Well, I'm glad, Sarah. Thank you. I've always wanted to send in my experiences, but I'm not the greatest writer when it comes to filling space, lol. It sounds great, but reads super fast. That's okay. And anyone else out there who thinks, oh, you know what? I can't even write. You can. You can. I am not a grammar Nazi at all. I've said Nazi twice in the show. That's three times now. I need to knock it in the head. I'll be banned. Anyway, I'm not. So send in in any format, as long as it's a terrifying story or interesting or spooky in any way. Write it down, send it in, I'll read it out. That's how the show works. Anyway, where was I? But read super fast. Okay, now I think we're going to get in to Sarah's experience. So here we go. I've always been sensitive and open to the paranormal. I was told by my mum that I used to talk to nothing in my crib when I was supposed to be taking a nap. She said I was a good baby and would go to sleep when I was told but sometimes she would come back upstairs because she would hear me laughing and when she would get there, I was sitting up laughing and pointing. Then, when I was about six or so, my father and I were at a renaissance fair. We went to every year and he wanted to have a psychic reading. Normally, only the person getting the reading was allowed into the space. One, because it's a very small area and two, because she, the reader, thought it affected the read. Well, my father was not going to let me sit outside alone and insisted I be let in to the reading. When the reader looked at me, she agreed but insisted on making me sit with him. She scooched over and made space next to her on the bench. I sat and watched the entire reading in awe. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. And from that point on, I was always drawn to that era in brackets, medieval fantasy occult, however you want to see it, close brackets. I loved movies that dealt with it, books, you name it. When I was 13, I went to the mall with a friend like any teenager did back then. I'm 40 now, so you can do the math, lol. We were in a Spencer's, and of course I was drawn to the occult section. I happened to find a beginner's tarot deck that came with everything you would need to learn how to do it and the deck. I was so excited that they had it, I grabbed my friend and showed him. It was the last one and it was $14.99. I had $15, but I knew my friend would cover the tax for me as I just did the same for him the last time we were out. He told me to wait since we just got to the mall and there might be something else that I wanted, but if it was still there when we came back, then I should get it. I begrudgingly agreed. We looked around for a while and went back to the store. It was still there and still was 14 99 
My friend agreed to cover the tax and we went to pay. We get to the register and the clerk told me the total of 2118. I look at her like, huh? What else did you ring up? She said, just the cards. I replied with, oh, they're marked 1499. She hands me the same deck and asks, where? The sticker that was on the cards that both me and my friend saw was 1499, now read 1999. There was not a tag on top of it or any way she could have changed the tag on us. I look at my friend and ask, you saw that, right? He agrees but was getting irritated with it all and wanted to leave so didn't really care. I begged him for the difference and told him I would pay him back. After a few looks and pleads, he agreed and I got my deck. I took that as something wanting me to get that deck because had I seen that it was 1999, I wouldn't have even bothered as it was way more than I had at the time. Also, the fact that both of us saw the price at two different times, then seeing that it is actually something else, was really weird. I still have that deck and have been able to read people that I've never met and know nothing about. All that being said, not long after the medieval fair thing was when I remember seeing a ghost for the first and only time. I say it that way because I'm not gifted with sight, but I can feel and sense them. I'm sensitive in those ways, but I've not seen one since this incident. I was maybe around seven, and I was woken up in the middle of the night either by a nightmare or for some other reason I don't really remember, and whenever that would happen, I would go down and sleep with my grandmother on the couch downstairs. My bedroom was on the second floor, and she slept on the ground floor on the couch since her mother slept in the bedroom on the ground floor, and she had to help her as she was in her 70s at the time. My grandfather slept in the bedroom across the hall from my bedroom to the right. When I woke up, I would always stop at my door and look both ways down the hallway so that my eyes could adjust and to make sure there wasn't anything in the hallway to get me. While I was looking to the left, I heard my grandfather roll over in bed and it made a squeak sound, almost like someone getting up. When I looked to the right, I saw a figure walking out of the bedroom. At first I thought it was my grandfather, but it was too skinny to be him, and he was white. My grandfather slept in a white t-shirt and white boxer shorts, and that would explain the white there, but the entire body was white, and the hallway was pitch dark. I said his name, Grampy, the figure was crossing the hallway towards the bathroom and that was at the back of the hallway. When I said his name, it turned to me and it had no features at all. Just an outline and it leaned on the doorway of the bathroom, one hand on a tip and one hand on the doorframe above its head. I could not move or breathe and just stood there for what felt like forever. Finally, I blinked and the figure shimmered to the ground. Kind of like when you press your eyes too hard and you get the little colours and stars. When I did that, I could move and I ran downstairs and curled up on the couch. My grandfather said nothing to me in the morning like, sorry I scared you, or why were you awake last night? He was actually surprised to find me on the couch when he woke up. So what I saw was not him like my mother tried telling me it was. I've had many other experiences with that ghost in that house whilst I was there, but I never actually saw them again. I would love to tell you more of them if you're interested, but thank you so much for taking the time to read this, and thank you for both of your shows. 
Hopefully, I'll be able to join Patreon at some point, but just can't fit it in the budget right now. Some family health and medical issues that need to be dealt with first. Looking forward to hopefully speaking to you. Love always, Sarah. Why, thank you, Sarah. And also, just to say, there's a part of that story that I dumbed down for myself because I didn't understand the word. I can get it from how it's implied within the tale, and I'll read the sentence now. She says, Finally, I blinked and the figure shimmered to the ground, kind of like when you press on your eyes too hard and get phosphines, right? Now, I, for my own benefit, changed that to bright colors and star-like shapes because I think if I was listening to this show and somebody said, and you get phosphines, I'd be like, what the friggin' hell are phosphines? But um, well done, you clearly know your grammar. So that was a great story. Don't worry about the grammar. It was perfectly fine. Definitely don't worry about anything to do with Patreon because obviously sorting your own life out should take precedence above everything else in the world completely. And thirdly, definitely send in more of your stories because that was bloody great. Now, before we head over to Becca's corner, we've got one more email and this is from Lucy and she writes, Hi, hi, my name is Lucy Manley. Hello, Lucy Manley. And I have just discovered your podcast. Needless to say, I'm hooked. Why, thank you, Lucy. I'm from a long line of women who possess gifts of the occult and have lots of otherworldly experiences, but the most recent would probably be perfect for your channel. Amazing. What a good introduction. Well, Lucy, let's get to your tale. We were a group of ten adults, seven children, holidaying together on the island of Nusa Lembongan, an island just off the coast of Bali. Bali has a world-renowned reputation for being a hub of paranormal happenings. Most of us who frequent there have a story or two. This happened the morning we were leaving the villa. We were all heading off to various destinations and were all packed and waiting. It was about 11am and one of the babies, 15 months old, was asleep in the upstairs bedroom. The monitor we'd set up was pointing at the bed she was sleeping on, but it wasn't close enough to make out detail, but rather just to detect big movements, i.e. her waking and sitting up. We had the live stream on my friend's phone set up on the coffee table downstairs and we were all just milling around, but we all knew she was asleep upstairs and to listen out for her. There were around six adults sitting around the table and all the other kids were there too. Then we heard a child's voice come through the monitor. We couldn't make out what was said, but it sounded like a child's voice rather than a baby so we all assumed one of the bigger kids had made their way into the bedroom where she was sleeping. We did a quick head count. All kids were in the lounge room with us. Puzzled, my friend, the baby's mum, ran upstairs to check. As she was running up the stairs, we heard the voice again and then saw clear as day a little boy's face in front of the monitor. I assumed we'd miscounted the kids, so again did another head count confirming all the other kids were downstairs in the room with us. Looking for another explanation, the group decided the picture, voice, quality wasn't great so it must have been the sleeping baby that was heard or seen, and it was just distorted through the monitor. However, as the baby's mum came downstairs, she confirmed that none of the other kids had entered the room, but also that her daughter was still fast asleep in the bed and hadn't moved. We're a group of believers and hard sceptics in that room, and none of us could fathom a rational explanation for what we both heard and saw in the monitor that morning. Wow, I love that. Tell you what, baby monitors are terrifying at the best of times though, aren't they? 
I mean, for all reasons. I know that when my sister first had her first child, can you second have your first child? You know what I mean. When she had her first child, my nephew Harry, who's now like 17, Christ, where does the time go? Anyway, we had one of those monitors set up. And the terrifying, for several reasons. I'm a panicker anyway, so I'm like, he stopped breathing, we have to go and check. Like, the poor lad must have got no sleep because I was forever prodding him. He's not breathing. Yes, he is. He must have had a nightmare of a sleep as a child. But also, yeah, for when you're looking at them and you just explain, what's that dark in the corner? There's a shape forming in the corner. And they don't half catch orbs. And when I say orbs, I mean dust. And you can do this yourself. You know, if you're in your dark room of a night, you've got all your lights off, right? Get your camera out. Genuinely try this. Get your camera out. Turn it to video mode, right? With the flashlight on. And just flick your duvet and watch how many orbs you catch. But of a night when you're watching a baby monitor, there's loads of them. And you're like, oh, for God's sake, please be dust. Please be dust. Don't be little devils trying to possess my nephew. That's what I was saying anyway. Anyway, enough of me. Shall we go down to that deep and dark and dingy triple D corner where we can find Becca discussing things on Reddit? Shall we? Let's. Ladies and gentlemen. Now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. So it's that wonderful time where I get to come down to the dingy, dark and disgusting basement where Becca resides. Hey! It's <laughs> only a monster. No, it's not that bad. It's, it's lovely. It's a kitchen. I've tidied the kitchen, actually. And to quote when I said to Becca, are you okay if we do a Reddit Corner now? What was your reply? You were right to move the kitchen floor. Yes, because me, who's literally cleaning the house as I try and record. So you are going to do the kitchen floor? Yeah. Good. Thanks. How very dare you. So anything weird happen? Anything to add to the canon that we need to be aware of? Sometimes you keep these things to yourself, you see. Yeah, no, no, I've I've got nothing. You? No, um, other than, as I say earlier, there was a tapping on the bedroom door, but then you said you were walking round. Yeah, I was pacing in the bathroom. Yeah, but like, you know, it was a tapping, like, like a nail tap, like... Yeah. Just to clarify that I wasn't being like dead weird, I, I tend to pace when I brush my teeth. So no, you pace like, around in a circle, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Going, what to do today? <laughs> yeah. Um, so today's Reddit corner. I've been scouring through Reddit as I like to do, and by scouring, I mean you know, very casually glancing. Mm-hmm. There's a thread that somebody started that says, "Have you got any weird or spooky experiences with t- Ouija board?" Because Is that how they typed it, with t- Ouija board. With t- Ouija board, yeah, I think they're from Saint Helens. Okay. Um, no, they haven't put that, but yeah, with the Ouija board. And I found one which seems pretty lengthy. I've not read it all. Um, it starts with many moons ago, and I thought, I like the sound of that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so when you're ready, Becca, in your own time. Okay. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Nice. This story is from Junkie Love. And what do you know what? We should love junkies. Okay. Just to say, we should. Okay. Maybe if they had more love, stop. they'd be less junkie. So I'm just going to stop you there. Okay. Let's begin. Let's begin and speak up a bit. Many moons ago, my friend and I were pretty deep into playing the board. Like every day, multiple times a day, hell, I even made a board in home ec class. Fair enough. We were also messing around with witchcraft. We performed a few rituals on my board one evening. Things went left big time. The first thing was that the TV was already on, but playing the news on mute turned into flashing images of rotting dolls with broken faces demonic faces then instantly went back mid-sentence to the reporter the energy in the room was basically pulsing we both wanted to close the session so we did i went to the bathroom where she had a basic shower curtain 
Well, as I was doing my thing, this motherfucking shower curtain started coming toward me <laughs> with a damn face in the middle. I jumped up and ran out of the apartment. No shoes, pants not done up, and in the middle of a Saskatchewan winter. Yes, well done, Saskatchewan. It's a place. Thanks. My friend ran after me and asked me what happened. I told her we have to go now. Is this Samuel L. Jackson, by the way? This <laughs> motherfucking shower curtain. <laughs> so she bravely went back in and grabbed my coat and shoes, and we took off in her car. We lived in a small town, so we just cruised up and down Maine, listening to the radio and not saying a word. The closer we got to where the old graveyard is, the radio was cutting in and out. The digital numbers were rapid firing away, then the noise. The noise of something I can't really describe. It was almost a moan, scream, animal howl, I don't know. I then got this strong need that I need to go to the other cemetery. I didn't know why or what I was looking for. We drove around the cemetery until I felt the pull. I jumped out and walked a couple of rows in and stopped at one of the oldest graves there. For whatever reason, the name and year on the gravestone is the only thing I cannot remember. It's literally a vision of the whole setting, but the stone is blurry. The rest of the night, I don't recall either. But we still kept up playing the board, and definitely things ramped up. And that's it? They haven't told us how they ramped up? No. I'm starting to see why their username is Junkie Love. I think <laughs> someone dabbles in a recreational substances. Don't they? Well, maybe not. You know, it, it yeah. seems quite scary. And any comments to that? Um, someone said, "Okay, bud, good try though." Right. <laughs> um, obviously not believing it. And oh, another replied, "Whatever, don't believe me. You know what? Her and I. Uh, sorry, I know what her and I went through that night. You can choose not to believe me or choose to believe me. Either way, it doesn't matter a bit to me." Junkie Love, eh? Mm, right, okay, so mm. let's break it down. Let's break it down. Okay. Um Defo on drugs. <laughs> ah, hold on, don't don't stop people you know, that's how people end up in mental homes where they're just seeing the paranormal. Becca, you little witchcraft I mean, um what's the word? Okay, so if you in What's the, bathroom... the word Wait, before you jump on, what's the what? word I'm trying to think of? Not witchcraft. Know, um Ah, oh, the Inquisition. Like as in she sees the you believe in the paranormal, it must be on drugs. Get them in a mental asylum. Cunt, that's the word. Carry on. Okay, so in the bathroom doing the thing mm. and pants not done up, how do you run out of the apartment when your pants are around your ankles? Very with very quick feet. You never have to do a sure. you never have to do a pants shuffle. <laughs> Seriously, if you never have to do that, I have. Normally due to spiders. <laughs> Spider. Yeah, spiders have had me pan shuffling many a time. I'll tell you what, I can get some speed pan shuffling with a spider. Yeah. Just just like shuffling away? Just yeah, just, just like shuffling feet. away. Sometimes a hop. Okay. So 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 okay. legit. Okay. Um the strong need that they need to go to the other cemetery. Um didn't particularly know why or anything. Didn't know what they were looking for, but just was drawn to one of the graves there. But mm. there's like I don't know, there's nothing happening. like they saw the grave. Fine. Yeah, they, they away, that, that no... bit got me too, but it's like the one thing I can't remember is what was on the grave. What can you remember then? Well, yeah, like what What was the point of you going to the grave? Yeah. Anything? Um, yeah, all pretty good. I mean, as well, the TV was on, but it was on mute, and then it turned into flashing, flashing images. Like that could have been, it could have been a trailer for a new horror film or anything. Could have been, it? actually, yeah, it's a very good point. It's, you know, yeah. if you can't hear it, you don't know. Yeah. And then it says, like, went back to the presenter mid sentence. How oh, do you know if it was on mute? Oh, I mean, it might have had subtitles. I'm adding oh. stuff now. I know, I've done this quite a lot. <laughs> Little whiny bitch voice. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. Um, you know what? Once we'd done the Ouija board as children. Um, that's about 14, 15. Children. Well, you know. As ch- what? 
<laughs> children. Oh right, children. Yes, C H U L D. Children. Oh. That's how you say it. How do you say it? Children with it. That's it. what I just fucking said. <laughs> no, you say children with children. O. You say o instead of it. Children. No one says. <laughs> I've said this before. No one says fucking children. 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 No one says children. Do you say children? No, child, but not child. What do you say? No, no. Right. Say say the word. Children. Say it again. Children. Right. Children. Children. Fuck off. No. I actually say, oh, what's the singular then? Child. Child, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the plural's not children. <laughs> no, but it is children. It's children. It's not child, is it? It's not child and children. You need to chill out about the children. <laughs> I might chill instead. Damn you. Anyway, so when we were children, um, we'd done the Ouija board. And one lad, it turns out, well, anyway, we got in touch with a spirit allegedly called Mary Burgess, right? Yeah. And um, told us when she died, date when she was born, when she was died, and all this kind of. Then we went to St Michael's Churchyard. One of the lads suggesting it said we should go there and see if we could find a grave. Lo and behold, he finds the grave. Right. Mary Burgess, same thing. We all freaked out because not one of us had the fucking common sense to realise that this twat <laughs> had what he'd done is one night after school prior to us doing the Ouija board had went to the fucking graveyard Found wrote something. down no not just one he had a list of names <laughs> and dates right. and would and decided at random if, if it went to M at the start he'd be like Mary Burgess and push it for the rest right okay very good um, not very good no weirdo <laughs> imagine that Come on your own <laughs> where have you been for an hour after school just graveyard taking notes <laughs> taking, taking notes, notes. <laughs> On how I'm going to be an absolute some, uh, twat to me, mate. Some salient details. Yeah. As well. um, yeah, we never, we fell out with him. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, not not for, for that. He once fell off a curb and shouted, and shouted, I just fell off the curb. And he, he never really lived that down. And that's why you fell off Yeah, because he fell off the curb and then said, hey, everyone, I've just fell off the curb. But the point is, he fell off the curb again as he was saying, I've just fell off the curb. It made him say, curb. Right. And then that was the end of him. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Why? Why would that be the end of it? Because it was it just like, sounds like God, the knobhead can't even tell us what happened to him without making a mock. Anyway, he was also he was an alright lad, to be fair. But at that point in our lives, he was a bit of a tit. <laughs> he wasn't the one for you. It wasn't the one for me. <laughs> for saying queer, it just wasn't. No, a the point in your life where you could be putting up with somebody. I was says like, queer. you know what? Someone says queer when I just want to hear the word care. You time waster. You're done. You're done. No, in all honesty, it was the Mary Burgess thing. It just that, needs that, some space. That, that nice got me. He actually turned out to be a really decent lad in the end. He'd done a really cool thing with his room when we started a band. I'm going to say really cool. I think. His mum and dad must have been going through something because they let him strip his wallpaper and his carpet and let us with markers right like do Guns N' Roses murals all over his walls and his floor. Right, okay. Um, yeah, and and do a full on band practice in his bedroom. I'm talking drum kit, bass amps, everything. And so he was you just, did get back friends with him. And yeah, and because he was just in a, a semi detached. So as you well. did just need a break. It wasn't. We just needed a break, you know. You can't shout queer down the streets. Because <laughs> we were also trying to impress girls at that age as well. Imagine being a group of girls and going, who are these lads? Somebody falls off a curb and then shouts, look what I've just done, I've, and does it again and calls it a queer. Honest to God, we'd never live that down. You can't be having that. So we, you have to have a time out. You have to have a time, yeah, we had to like give it, leave it a few years, especially after those Mary Burgess antics. Mm. Anyway, we've gone off track here. Yes. Um, thank you for letting us into your corner. You're welcome. Getting back on track. Oh yeah. Um have you have you acknowledged the huge news? The huge exciting news? <gasps> no, I haven't. You haven't mentioned it? No, I haven't mentioned it once. 
What are you thinking? Because a lot of the US listeners might not know. Yeah, I know, but also it's not paranormal. Yeah, but, but I think they're going to be just as excited okay. as we are. Basically. And it it's was... not an update on Wagatha Christie, believe it or not. It's not a Wagatha Christie. Quis- Christie. Christie. Oh, time out. Time out. Oh, no. I need a break. A Wagatha Christie. I'm bad as queer. <laughs> you know what happens. All yeah. oh, right. I'm certainly well, well, well that's me, guys, speaking in a few years. Baker's <laughs> podcast now. Um... So basically, it was down to Liverpool and Glasgow, I meant that one, um, to see who hosted Eurovision yeah. on behalf of Ukraine. The on behalf of Ukraine is very much in brackets, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, because Ukraine won the Eurovision Song Contest last year. Which means that they would usually host. Yes, but of year. course, they're unfortunately in a terrible war, yeah. um, so they can't host. So mm-hmm. therefore, the UK stepped up to the plate in a bit of a... You know, anyway. And we've done it four times before. Well, there you go. And it was the host cities came down to Liverpool and Glasgow. Yeah. And I think the BBC heavily wanted it to be Glasgow. Like, Graham Norton even came out and was like, I think Glasgow would be the perfect opportunity for it to be. Well, why wasn't it Glasgow? To show, showcase. Like, they decide, so why wouldn't it have been Glasgow? Graham Norton doesn't decide, does no, it? No, but the BBC do. No, it's a, it's a host of independent judges. Uh, I think the BBC have a heavy sway. Not that much of a heavy sway. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Because of the amount of economic impact it has on the city, they, mm. they can't. The BBC can't say because apparently it's going to bring thirty million pounds into the into the city. Yeah, the BBC pay for for a lot of it. No, but I mean in tourism. Mm. Yeah, know. no, I know. I'm just saying the BBC do have a lot of sway in it because they pay for it. Well, anyway, anyway, Liverpool have got it. We and you know how much we love Eurovision. Yeah, so Liverpool have got it. So it's actually going to be like walking distance from literally us. walking distance. Yeah, and it also we've worked out will should fall around our ten year definitive anniversary mm, yeah. so we need to get tickets don't we super excited yeah so we don't know what the situation is with tickets or anything yet but we will be we will be going heavily trying I mean both of us worked in that fucking venue for over a decade <laughs> and literally within a year of us leaving we get Eurovision going to the fucking venue yeah but imagine if we still were there we'd have had to work it'd been devastating imagine being sat in the office next door listening yeah. to it like, luckily wow. a lot of the people that Literally everyone that I worked with within that arena mm. know what we do at Eurovision, yes. that we have a party. Yeah, so you so think someone will take pity on us. So someone something. should be like, you know, they've got, we've got to get kept tickets. Yeah, we'll sort you off. You'd think so. Hopefully. We'll be pulling every favour yeah. we can. Also, apparently the cheapest hotel on the night of the final in Liverpool now is £1,000. Yeah. Because people are profiteering off it. So we're debating sleeping in the garden, aren't we? <laughs> Let someone have the house. Yeah, we were going to, yeah. <laughs> Somebody said that um, on Airbnb for that week, £15,000 for, for five days stay. <gasps> wow. I mean, that's just fucking sickening in the, you know, cost of living crisis and stuff. Mm. But and, and also, we're joking about, because we want to go, so what are we going to do? Move out and, what commute from Bristol. Why Bristol? It's the first place that comes to me, Ed. Anyway, none of this is paranormal. I wonder if we could rent out a tent. Hey, I wonder Glamping. if we could rent out, we could rent out Glamp. the garden. Glamp. Yeah, that's what I mean, Glamp for Eurovision. Yeah, but we should do it for, but then again, they'd come back pissed and have big parties. They wouldn't be there. Well, there'll be partying in the city. I anyway, this isn't paranormal. Yeah, no, it's not really exciting. It is exciting, I grant you. Okay, well, thank you, Beckerville, and since you're not so dingy corner, seeing as you brought the light of your revision into it. Thank you for visiting uh, Reddit Corner with Becca. And thank you for, yeah, no, just what you said. You're welcome. Repeat it, and don't fall off any quabs. I'll try. Okay. Thanks, Becca. You're welcome. Bye, Bye guys. Everyone. Bye. Bye.